You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. We've made it. we made it, people. Hello, everyone, to the online podcast from Podmania. I am your host, Chris O'Brien, and we've made it. It's the end of the G1, and it's just one show I'm doing. I can play this loose. I don't need to basically do for um, NXT TakeOver specials in one video. I can play this loose. I can be all nice about it. I'm happy right now. I'm... I am I don't... I'm not stressed. Like, I don't... I'm not saying the podcast puts stress on me, but... I, I, it'd be like, oh, like, I'd have to set aside a weekend to do it. Not a weekend, an afternoon to do it um, because of how much wrestling we're with. It's like, best I can watch the show. And then, like, maybe later in the day or, like, tomorrow I can spend an hour or so doing the podcast. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just nice to be back to that. Because, honestly, part of why I didn't do all of Super Juniors was, A, New Japan didn't treat it with much respect, doing that single, cam- single camera bollocks. And, B, just... I I was new to the podcast. I didn't I wasn't ready for that sort of workload. Cause like I sort of prepared myself for the G one. I was like, okay, so this is I'm gonna do this and this and one, this and this and one. And I still fell behind. I still fucking fell behind. I I've at worst I was like five shows behind, which is a lot of wrestling. I think um Robin when he put it, one of them on Facebook was like, can you bear with Chris? Um, it's a lot of wrestling, and I thank him for doing that because Jesus fuck it is. It definitely is a lot of wrestling, and I'm <laughs> I'm. Sad that I'm not going to see so much good wrestling on a regular basis until next year, but I'm also happy that I don't need to um, try and catch up because that is honestly the worst. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm just in this one. I'm with some all-in news I want to talk about, so we'll be talking about that. Um, we'll be talking about the Ring of Honor show I'm going to, and we'll be talking about the G1 final. Um, again, this is a bit more of a loose pot, like, sort of like the um, when I had to do road two shows because um, in a road. Kind of like that. There's, there's nothing this podcast is specifically here for, um, with the exception of talking about a match of the year candidate. Oh, yes. Um, it's just going to be nice and loose. Talk about wrestling. So come join me. Come join me in talking about wrestling because <laughs> who else is going to talk about wrestling? Dave Meltzer? Fuck Dave Meltzer. So the upcoming Ring of Honor show I was talking about. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to the show. It's a pretty good show. Um, there's Jonathan Grasham versus Mark Haskins, which is probably going to be insane. Um, Jed Lethal in a Proving Ground match, always fun. Um, Viper and Kaylee Ray are going to be there. They're the two best UK um, women's wrestlers. I'm not jo- like there's no one better, absolutely no one better than Kaylee Ray and Viper. Um, the main event. It has the Young Bucks and the Briscoes in it, which is always great, with Punishment Martinez thrown in, who has improved a lot in the past wee while. Like, I remember when I stopped watching Weekly, like, Punishment Martinez was just like, why the fuck are you here? And then, like, when I went to the Ring of Honor show a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, um, and it was him versus Kenny King, and he'd improved drastically. Like, I was really impressed at um, how much he'd improved. And he's the TV champion now, so... Yeah, all good things. Um, and then Mighty Skill also, who just is the best thing to see live. Like, if you can see one wrestler live, if you don't get them, if you don't like him on telly, you'll like him live. Mighty Skill's that. Like, his entrance live is just the best. Like, 
and it doesn't come across, especially on New Japan TV, I don't think, how good that entrance is live. Like, it is captivating. The only person who doesn't get, um, the only other person who doesn't get justice like that is Wolfgang. If you ever see a live entrance from Wolfie, he, he just captivates you and what I imagine The Undertaker is like. He, he, you just can't take your eyes off him as he's like walking to the ring. And, the, and it's with that, um, Johnny Cash entrance music. That helps a lot. But no, but no, but um, it's going to be a really good show. But the tickets have sold horribly. I don't know if I posted it on Twitter, but Jesus Christ, like um, everything, everything is absolutely available. Like, but as most of the tickets haven't been sold, and we're going in. We're now three days away from the event. It's on Wednesday. I'm recording this on Sunday night, and yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous. How that's going to happen? I'm def I'm definitely going to be able to sneak into a third row seat, which I'm actually looking forward to. Um, I think what's part of it is we we've discussed this before. Ring of Honor does rely a bit too much on the New Japan partnership. Like every time they're promoting shows in the US, even you see, well, Jushin Thunder Liger is going to be here. Um, Rapungi 3K is going to be here. Like all of Los Ingobernables de Japón, got that the first time. Um, is going to be here, and I like when you rely on that, you sort of soil. The Earth, like, could people just keep going, it's not as good as their first show? Because their first show they put on, especially in Edinburgh, was stellar. Like, let me put it this way, their main event was Jay Lethal versus Silas Young in a street fight. Awesome match, one of the best matches of all life. Um, the Young Bucks and Hangman Page def- um, won a title. They won the six-man titles um, from Dalton Castle and the boys. Um, like, so much New Japan talent was there. Like, all of LIJ was there. Like... Takahashi versus Haskins was great. Just so much amazing stuff. And then, like, the second one, where it wasn't a star studded, it still had a lot. Like, it had Tanahashi, it had Nick Aldis, it had um, Yano, which is always going to be fun. I'll always go on my way to see Yano. It had um, Sonata and Evo, you know, which are two of the biggest rising stars in New Japan. So it still had that. But it has basically no New Japan talent in terms of Japanese New Japan talent. I mean, we have Marty, we have the Bucks, and we have... Um, Hangman, of course, just got out for G1, but like they're not even bringing Cody, and like Cody isn't going to bring me to a show. Like I'm not, I'm not the biggest Cody fan, as you can tell by the way I talk about his matches most of the time. But it's just that you know you, we haven't brought many big draws. Like Jay Lethal isn't going to draw a crowd of 1,000, you know, and Jay Lethal isn't in the main event. The Bucks might struggle. Like promotions in Edinburgh have tried to I say promotions, Discovery have tried to sell out the corn exchange with just um, the Bucks, Cody and Marty and it didn't work and they're only bringing the Bucks and Marty so it's weird, it's weird. I, like, I don't think we'll be coming back after this and the last one didn't sell well either again I managed to sneak into a really good seat last time so it, I don't see them coming back unfortunately which is unfortunate because there are good shows and it's like, well ICW is a great thing. Um, I want more outside promotions to come into Scotland, like because otherwise it just gets a bit stale seeing ICW all the time. Because ITW is a great live experience, but not great to watch on the telly at times. Whereas like Ring of Honor is always just great whether you're live or not. So it's a, it's a shame. It's a shame it hasn't sold too well. And it's the same throughout the whole UK tour. Like it's incredible how horribly that thing is, how horribly the show is sold. But oh well. Ring of Honor is not my domain. I shouldn't really be talking about it. I say, well, I say that, but there's no rules against me talking about it because it's a case of I'm going to be flying through most of the matches going through this, so I'm just I'm just padding it out with some other stuff. So I'm so I'm sorry this is not what you're interested in. Um, you can just skip ahead. You'll find the G1 review um in like the second third of this podcast. So 
yeah, great. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, but damn, has it not sold well. And the all-in news is that Kenny Omega is taking on Pel- Pentagon Junior. Ho ho ho! Yes, 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 yes. Like this is an absolute fucking dream match. Absolute dream match. Like I actually just did that match in Fire Pro. Um, on I'm playing to myself with the C1. Oh yes, the C1. Oh, actually, we'll be getting into Fire Pro. Um, a little bit later on, but um. Yeah, it's just an absolute dream match. I think that's mostly that's what All In has to build it off of. Is like great matches that you may not need a massive story going into because it's not part of a weekly thing. We are bringing in talent from everywhere, like TNA talents in there, um, Ring of Honor talents in there, New Japan talents in there, a lot of independent talents in there, and I'm really looking forward to it. And again, I think we're doing that as a three-person review, which um, I am if uh, is the case, I'm really looking forward to it just because. It's fun thing to talk about. I'll get to talk about people I don't normally get to talk about on here, which will be great. <laughs> which will be absolutely great. But yeah, just great stuff. I love that um, Penta is on there, and I love that it's based, not just a Ring of Honor show. Um, it is funny, actually, that Ring of Honor sold up the garden, which is another thing that's happened, which I haven't got to talk about yet. Ring of Honor slash New Japan doing the um, G1 special in Madison Square Garden. That's going to be absolutely nuts. Like, La- La- this year's um, G- show with Kenny versus Cody um, sort of disappointed. Like it just basically built itself from that match, and you can tell the crowd didn't care during Ring of Honor stuff. So I'm sort of worried that's going to happen again. But I think like the atmosphere of it being a big show might help because I think that's what's going to happen at all. And like the atmosphere of it being sort of like a fuck WWE thing can definitely propel it forward. Like the old WC- um, not WCW ETW mythos so that's what i'm looking forward to mostly but like yeah it's amazing that these two um things built on international independent um and at times independent talent has sold out such big arenas on either non-home soil or on someone else's back like cody's gonna make so much money out of all and it's unbelievable so no complaints for me it's just gonna be awesome Last non-G1 thing, although this is absolutely New Japan Pro Wrestling related. Fire Pro Wrestling, as I alluded to just a second ago. Just so happy that there's New Japan support coming to it. Because I have put so many hours into it. Um, Actually, if you give me just a second to get it up. I have put in a grand total of 194 hours in in less than a year into this game. Like I've, I've played it nearly daily. It is I, it's one of my favourite games. I absolutely love it. And, for oh God's sake, almost 200 hours. I need a life. But, yeah, it's just it's a great game. And there's more support coming to it with the New Japan DLC. Not only official New Japan characters, which isn't the biggest drawing point for me. Because I don't need the New Japan characters. I have the edits. But, like, the story mode, that's a draw. That's a draw. Um, Fire Pro story modes are insane. Um, there's one where, like, Ric Flair steals your wife and you kill yourself. Yeah, and then you have a... <laughs> to be fair, that's not the worst way to go. I mean, if Ric Flair was fucking my wife, I'd just be like, yeah, that makes sense. I'd fuck Ric Flair. Uh, I go in weird directions. Um, and um, the general manager mode that's coming, great. Like, been missing general manager mode and fantasy um, promotions are great. It, Especially with Fire Pro, we can literally just take anyone. Take anyone, and it will be grand. So that's something I'm really looking forward to doing. 
Um, I'm staying away from all streams. People have been streaming it because it's... I, I think it's out in America. It's either as in America or Japan and people have been streaming it. It's not out here until like the 28th. Um, and I'm definitely getting that DLC as soon as it came out. I was considering getting the PS4 version, but it's like, I'm basically buying the game plus the DLC again, so I'm just going to keep it on the PC. I'm looking forward to the interface update, because the new interface looks sick, <laughs> as compared to the, um, that one, the one we have now, where it's just a bit generic. Like, it looks like a budget title, which I guess it is. It's not, I can't imagine it's the most strenuous thing, and then, then again, they've talked about how long it takes to animate a move, like, the animations in Fire Pro, Pro are really good, so... Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I'm really looking forward to that coming out, and I might be see if I can get some stuff on the Podmini YouTube channel about it, just because I love Fire Pro so much. I have to ask Rob about that. Or maybe he's listening through this. I don't know if he actually does listen through these, because I get away wait, until they're up, because I get away with some fucking awful jokes. Like, both in terms of how horribly unfunny they are and how offensive they are at times. I mean, I did say that Switchblade just cut himself. God, how, why, why, why have people listened to me? Oh, that crisis over. Um, the G1 finals going to be going through it. I'm most of these are going to be flying through because they're New Japan tag matches. But um, I will say the commentary team improved drastically in the final days of this year's G1. Like I was mid mid days when they were at their worst. It, it was absolutely horrible. But then they did get better. I think Kevin Kelly might have. I don't know if he got much criticism um, on Twitter. I definitely didn't tweet him. Um, definitely didn't. Um, you can check that. That's, it's a fact. I, I don't harass Kevin Kelly on Twitter. Why am I trying to justify it? It definitely sounds like now that I do harass Kevin Kelly on Twitter. Um, but no, I def definitely don't. Fuck's sake. Um, but no, he definitely got better. Him and Rocky Romero started to gel more. And especially when we added in that British guy on the last um, A Block day. And then this one, that um, British translator. He's simply, like, you can tell how passionate he is about, like, this is like paycheck for him. It's like him getting to talk about the history of Japanese wrestling is obviously something he really wants to do. Keep him New Japan. He is actually amazing. Like, maybe not for a play-by-play -play guy, um, but for, like, someone there to give you context and history. Amazing. Sort of like what um, Matt Stryker was um, at Wrestle Kingdom 9. Or J.I. did the play-by-play, -play and it's like the one-time J.I. was good when he was doing New Japan. But anyway, um, so, but no, the commentary machine got much better. Um, Rocky Romero, it was never my complaint, but he sort of gelled a bit more. And I think I, I think that's a good thing. Um, I don't know why not... I know why he wasn't. He's probably busy with TNA. But I hope Callis is back for bigger shows. Like, because he is just... It, he offers funny one-liners um, when appropriate. Like, he'll offer funny one-liners in the entrance, and he'll offer funny one-liners in, ma in tag matches that don't matter. And then when it's the big match, he'll call it like no one else. So, absolutely awesome. Love Don Callis. I'm, I wish he was here for the G1, but he wasn't. So, it's more, no point crying over spilled milk. Kevin Kelly got better. Um, I no longer hate him <laughs> after these last few w ones. Like he stopped doing, he still does annoying habits like the whole Destino. Do you get see how annoying it is? Yeah, fucking, I've ha I've had that for roughly um, one hundred and ninety matches all told. So. <laughs> 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 Jesus. But no, let's just get into the matches before I cry. So the opening match, scheduled for 1-4, was Great Bash Heel of Togemakabe 
and Homina. I can't say his first name. So it's not even Homina, but <laughs> Homina, Homina. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm keep. I normally cut something like that out, but I just made myself laugh. So, um, Great Bashir with Michael Elgin um, took on two young lions who I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce, and I'm um, using Nagata, and they beat them. It was it was a young lion match. I love seeing Yuji Nagata. And it's great to have Homina back. And that's just what I'm going to call him now. I'm, I'm committing to it. Um, it's great to have him back. Um, he came back during the G1, I'm pretty sure. I can't quite remember. Was he in Kazuna Road? I don't remember seeing him in Kazuna Road, but I wasn't fully paying attention during Kazuna Road, so I can't really comment. But no, that, it was a fun opener, young line opener, as you'd expect. Next up, Bad Luck Fale absolutely destroyed Toa Henry. And yeah, that's... I've, but Kevin Kelly was great during this, actually. He was just like, this is how you make a statement, destroying people. And it's sort of like, yeah, it is. But at the same time, you can't compare fighting like Okada, Tanahashi, and um, Suzuki to fighting to someone who's basically still a young boy. You know, so, yeah, <laughs> sure. But it's not really the same thing. It was like, it's a sub-two-minute match, so... And the Suzuki Gun team of Tai Chi, my boy, my boy, I love him, I love him, um, and Izuka took on the Chaos team of Goto and Yoshihashi, um, then picking up the win, and Tai Chi's going to be challenging Hiroki Goto, by the looks of it, he better win that title. Like, I know um, Zack Sabre Jr. was eyeing up that title, but he was also eyeing up um, the US title, so I think he's going to more go for that than going for... Um, but never open weight, but Tai Chi, please, please be Hiroki Gozo. You are so much better than Hiroki Gozo. You are better than Okada. You are better than Tanahashi, the G1 winner. You are better than Kota Ibushi. You are better than Ishii, my, G my G1 MVP. Like, you are just the, the best wrestler to ever have lived, the best singer to ever have lived. Um, with that bitch shouldn't be um, taking you to ringside. It should be me. It should be me. It should be me. <laughs> God's sake. Um, but no, like, I I just love Tai Chi. Obviously. Obviously, I love Tai Chi. And just, I love seeing him. Like, he's an entrance, basically. He's he's nothing special in ring, but I love him. He's he, he's definitely a boy. He's 100% a boy. And he, he, he has beaten Will Ospreay. <laughs> just don't take that away from him. Um... But no, I'm, to be honest, Goto versus Tai Chi is a fine thing. Goto hasn't been the most interesting in this reign. I've been always rooting for his opponents for the most part. Like, I was rooting for Suzuki when he won the match. Won the title, rather. So I was rooting for Elgin, actually, when he won it this time round. I keep forgetting there was that, like, that two-week span where Elgin was champion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop now before I keep going on about Tai Chi, but boy. Next up was the Bullet Club team of returning Cody... And Hangman Page taking on David Finley and Doofy Waddington. Um, winning what was a fine match. Um, nothing amazing to talk about of note. Um, David Finley, of course, the winner of the C block. That's totally a thing. And, yeah, it was just fine. Nice seeing Cody again. Um, he's not been seen since that awesome match with Kenny, which any basically in a lesser year would be a match of year candidate, but because it's one of the best years of wrestling on record. Is this the best year of wrestling on record? Maybe. Maybe. Like, in ter definitely in terms of, like, non-main roster WWE. Because um, the, the best match this year at WrestleMania was a Ronda Rousey, 
showcase. So why why make why everyone turned to a I hate WWE tangent? And um, this was a fun match. No complaints from me. And yeah, um, just yeah. Like there's very little you can say to this, and I don't know how to round it out because there's not many spots worth going over in this. So Cody is fine. Ah, now this is where it gets interesting. It was. Um, the Bullet Club team of Marty Skill and the Young Bucks taking on the Bullet Club team, Bullet Club OG team, of Tonga Tangaloa, and Taji Ishimori. This confirms where Ishimori is. Like, I guess every faction needs a junior, so Ishimori fits in there. Tama did bring him in, so it does make perfect sense for Ishimori to be in the OGs. We, he just hasn't been around to sort of confirm his position. He's been going around other places. He was in, he was at Slammiversary recently, actually. So... Yeah, um, and it's for the, and it wasn't originally for the six man titles, like because I didn't see the card going into it. So like when Cody came out, I popped, and then when these Taji Shimori came out with um, the Grillers, I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then um, the Bucks and Marty came out. It's like, oh, okay, so they're having a match. It's like this wasn't originally for the opening six man match at um, Straps, but now it is, and. Um, they were like, is it? And they like, turned to the president, and he's like, yeah, I guess. Like, he didn't look too happy about it. Um, but, and they win. But it was a really cool match, um, really cool spot. Um, Skill and um, Ishimori locked up, and they actually had some pretty good chemistry. I think they should do some more stuff together. Um, standard Young Bucks six-man match. Um, and the Grillers won with Ishimori, and they're now the six-man champions. Uh, and they just threw the belts. Like, proper like old-school L.I.J., like, um, got the belts. We don't need the shit for it. Like, they're proper, like, old school Bullet Club. So, I love that. Like, we don't care. We just want the money. Um, so, yeah, this is awesome. Awesome stuff. I, I glad it's off of Skirl of the Bucks. Because the Bucks aren't going to be able to defend it being the champions. So, there's really no point in them having it. At least they might get defended a bit more. Um, with these guys being the champion. So, no complaints from me, and it was a fun match, fun enough match, like a 6 out of 10. And just, I'm happy with the new champions, what else can I say? Like, they've achieved something and they didn't care, so they're sort of keeping that thing going. Like, they literally just threw the belts in the air, they don't actually hold the belts right now, like, they're technically the champions, but they don't have the physical belts, it's actually quite a funny thought. Next up was the LIJ team of Evil, Bushi, Sanada, and Tetsuya Naito taking on the Suzuki Gun team of El Desperado, Minoru Suzuki, um, Kanemaru, and Zack Sabre Jr. And it was a fun um, match, a bit chaotic. Um, LIJ win, and it looks like Suzuki and Naito are going to have another thing. Like they, they, they seem to be teasing that, so I'm curious to see where that goes. Um... And it was a fine match. Um, Suzuki absolutely destroyed Young Boys. Like he almost packaged Power Driver to them. It was, it was nuts. Um, but no, it was fine. Absolutely fine. Just a cool six-man match of eight man, if you want to be correct. Next up was the Chaos team of JY Ishii and Yano defeating the Bullet Club team of Chase Owens, Kenny Omega, and Takahashi. And this is what I mean when I say stories are confirmed at. At the G1 finals. But I'll go into that in a second. But there was a funny spot in this match. Where like we were doing the pull down your leg spot. Um, were Bullet Club. And then um, Takahashi's wife went into the middle of the circle. And started doing her dancing. And Kenny was like just stop the whole thing. He's like no 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 no. She can't be in here. And Chase always is like please let her stay. And he's like nope. She's getting out. And she got out. And then they lost. <laughs> and then... Um, 
I like the story in this of Jay White respecting the veterans in the six man. They're only he's only disrespecting when their opponents. Actually, none of these were ever his opponent. But like, yeah, the only like when Okada or Yoshihashi was his opponent, he was disrespecting them, despite the fact they were in chaos. Um, but yeah, then Ishii comes up and challenges for the IWGP Championship. Uh, that's probably going to happen at King of Pro Wrestling. It's either going to be King of Pro Wrestling or no, it never happens at a Destruction Show because that's the other three championships. Although, what's going to be what's going to be on the line there? Because one of the three championships isn't about because Jericho's taking it on his cruise or something. So I don't know what's going to happen there. That's pretty exciting to think about. I'll probably be speculating about that at the end of this podcast. But yeah, I'm then going out. Jay White going. This is the chaos I want. Going up and taking what you want. And until I'm like, okay, so your motivation is a bit more clear. Like because before it's just like I just want a bad chaos. But it's like you know, it's like no, we need to be chaos that takes what we want. So, but that's more in the sand. I like Jay White respecting his chaos veterans. So no, no complaints. Absolutely, uh, it was a fine match um, with some fun spots and. With an amazing rematch set up. So that's why we watched the G1 final other than the G1 final match. Next up was the team of Rey Mysterio Jr., um, Kushida, and Taguchi. No, I mean pro wrestler Sengri Nibu. I can't say that. Um, but it was, it was so obviously Taguchi. Apparently it's something to do with some mobile game because fucking... Um, that, who, fuck, Kevin Kelly was shilling the fuck out of it throughout the whole match. Um, but anyway, they were taking on Akada and Rapungi 3K, and yeah, this it was a fun match. Um, Rey Mysterio go um, squaring up to um, Akada. That was a that was cool. Um, that would be a match I'd be down to see at some point. Um, all in? No, because he has skill at all in. But Mysterio is at all in. Who I think we know who he's facing. I'm not quite sure. But yeah, it was a fun match. Um, Mysterio. Picked up the win over, I forget if it's Shoyo, but it was one of the two. And it was a fun thing. It was a, it was just a match to advertise a mobile game, in retrospect. Which I might pick up, I'm not picking up. And then on to the finale. Um, Han- Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Coach Ribushi. And yes, 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 this was definitely a match worthy of being with G1 Vino. Um, a rematch from Power Struggle. I love the same theme being taken over here with Tanner. So they're talking about how Tanner gets frustrated with Kota about how Kota could be the best, but he lets things get over. For example, this year in the G1, he almost lost because he didn't take Toriyama seriously. That was literally a thing. So it was just awesome. Um, a lot of them, there was no like standout spots per se. It was just an amazing back and forth. Um, that Tanashi wins with high fly flow, and again this. Like, imagine a Bushi versus Tana match. That was it. Um, there was a Bumier in this match. That certainly made me fucking pop. Um, I was hungover. Really hungover when I watched this match, actually. I'm going to be watching that again. Um, but I have, I'm have i doing this podcast and getting out of the way. Uh, so, But, yeah, it's just... It was awesome and brutal. And, like, it was clear these two knew each other. Very much like the Okada match. Like, very much... like. I would rather have seen Okada versus Ibushi because we haven't really seen that. Because um, the only time it really happened, Okada... Um, no, Ibushi rather was under the mask. So it doesn't re- it doesn't especially count for that. It's still an awesome match though. But yeah, it's still an awesome thing. I was rooting for Tana, actually. Um, that's not who I predicted at the start of the G1. But I don't think... I can't remember who I predicted. But... 
Tana being um, winning because if it's going to be Tana versus Omega, which I think is going to be, that's not really a match we've seen, is it? I can't like they were going to have a feud and then um, Tana got injured. Yeah, so and then he went on a feud with Elgin, which was an amazing feud because it's fucking Michael Elgin. But we haven't really see, properly seen a bougie. Uh, we have, um, we haven't seen Omega versus Tana, and for Wrestle Kingdom, that is very interesting, and I'm very much looking forward to it. If that's the main event, we still have what was it? August, September, October, November, December, Jan. About the best part of five months. Um, before Wrestle Kingdom comes around. So anything can happen. We have a, about four months before the card is even finalised. So like we're not going to properly know the formation of the card other than Tanahashi's headlining up until the after Power Struggle, middle of the Tag League. So uh, there's going to be a very interesting few months leading up to... This is basically the Royal Rumble point of New Japan, where we know one person who's headlining, we don't, we think we know the main event, but we don't quite, there's a lot of roadblocks, and Ishii is quite the roadblock, I'd not put it past New Japan to put the belt on him, so, we shall see, we shall see, it's very exciting times here in New Japan. But going forward into the Destruction shows, first of all, Destruction in Hiroshima, that's just a bit of an iffy show name, <laughs> just a tiny bit of an iffy show name, maybe, maybe look into that, but in terms of what's headlining in Hiroshima, it's normally like the Three big heavyweight titles, um, in over in Hirosh, over in the Destruction shows. But of course, the IC titles went walkies with Jericho, so we don't know where that is. So, but um, the junior titles can headline, I guess. So that yeah, that works because the junior title can headline because we need to crown a new one if Tack is out. Surely, surely we can't just keep it on him for six months while he has a broken neck. So that something about that. Actually, I wasn't elaborated on at any point during this. That was a bit weird. But yeah, so maybe have a match for that um, headlining, and then one for the never title, um, which is looks like it's going to be Tai Chi and Goto, by the looks of it. And then for the US title, which looks like it's going to be Saber versus Robinson. So great stuff going on. Um, actually, basically anyone can challenge Juice because most people beat Juice, but. Um, Awesome stuff. Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be headlining one of these. I don't think it's going to be Tai Chi. I think I f- I've, that's mostly tongue-in-cheek. Although Tai Chi is campaigning, so you never know. I hope so, because Tai Chi is amazing. Most underrated talent on the New Japan roster, just saying. Um, no, going into destruction shows, we still don't fully know. But we know the, the what's going to headline King of Pro Wrestling. And that is Ishii versus Omega. And like that's a rematch I'm never going to sniff at. And it's a match where they, have, they will have more than half an hour to work in. They will have an hour to work in. And I really look forward to seeing that. That's going to be top. It's going to be very nice. Very, very nice. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's the end of this. It's not as long a podcast as normal, but... Not not as much to talk about. Um, but I, this is the kind of length I want to keep these podcasts. But <sighs> the G one man. So I've been Chris O'Brien for the Young Line podcast here on Podmania. Go follow me on Old Man O four O one on Twitter. Go follow Podmania everywhere where Podmania does Podmania things. Um, come jo- come talk to, talk to me on Twitter about All In because that's probably the next big thing. Um, in the middle of September, I believe it is. Is it in the middle of September? I have to properly. Double check when all in is. I've completely forgotten. Um, I always notice that I'm not finding a way to not have to pay 30 quid for it. Jesus fuck. Um, I've saw people going, oh, it's, that's not bad for pay per view rates, but I'm just sort of like, pay per view rates isn't like. 
we're pa- we're past the point of pay-per-view rates. Like the network has given us ten pound a month, like even fifteen quid. I'd consider paying, but but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We're, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to all in. I'll put I'll be talking about it whether or not it's on my own or as part of a threesome. Like I'll allude to it in a. Um, Young Line podcast at some point, but I have been Chris O'Brien, as I said, go follow me, go follow Podmania, um, go look at my stuff on my Unnerdy, and bye, bye, I'm so glad to be not talking for an hour and then having to cut it down a wee bit. <laughs> yeah, so have a good one, guys. <laughs>